Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then I want you to know that this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I'll help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you're able. Because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Married to Addiction podcast. I'm Julie, and today's episode is called, Is There Really, Quote, Nothing You Can Do? So we hear this a lot when we're married to an alcoholic. Um, You hear people say that there's really nothing you can do, you know, until they're ready to get help. You're kind of just at the mercy of sitting around and waiting for that to happen. I remember when my husband was like super, super in the throes of addiction and everything was really bad and really dark and really difficult. This used to make me incredibly frustrated because I thought to myself, so I seriously just have to sit in this living hell until he decides to make a change. And that felt absolutely hopeless and impossible when I was in that spot. So today I want to talk about that whole premise that there's nothing you can do. And the first thing I want you to know is that technically that's not true, that there's absolutely nothing you can do. So this can be kind of some difficult territory territory because if we don't view this properly, it can set us up for blaming ourselves, which is not what we want. That is not what you need to be doing. So first let's talk about uh, what is true. So we're gonna we're going to hopefully put this in a light that it makes sense to you and you can see how there are some things that you can do without feeling like there's blame around not doing them or anything like that. So let's talk about what's true first. What is absolutely true is that you didn't cause it, you can't control it, and you can't cure it. And I'm sure you've heard this before, right? These are the three C's of Al-Anon, they call them. What that basically means is that no amount of trying to fix it is going to work. And trust me, I know from experience because I spent years trying to fix my husband's addiction and thinking that for sure something was going to work. Like if I threatened enough or if I put down an ultimatum or if I, you know, just made it super impossible for him to get alcohol or any of the things that I tried, which were numerous, I thought something will work eventually. Never did. Never did. He did get sober, but it's not because of what I was doing. So please hear that. What is not true is that any part of your husband's addiction is your fault. So like I said, we don't want this to get us into a cycle or a trap, which is from the enemy, of taking on any guilt or blame because our husband is an alcoholic. But something else that is also true is that even though you can't cure it, you can set things up for success, I call it, or for more likely success. Okay, so let me explain what I mean by that. So I'm going to use an analogy of 
say your husband had, excuse me, diabetes, okay? So he's been diagnosed with diabetes and he's been told that he needs to change his diet, like for his health. He really needs to make these changes. Super important. Really needs to start eating more healthy, right? So he can get better. Which do you think would set him up for success more? Having a house full of junk food or having a house full of healthy food? So even though you can't cure his diabetes and you can't make him do what he needs to do to cure it, right? You can still help set him up for success. Have things there available that will make it easier for him. Does that mean that he's necessarily going to eat only healthy food and that he's not going to go through Burger King drive through when you're not around? No, he, he probably still will. But you want to do what you can do to give him a good chance of success. Does that make sense? So we need to make sure in our case that we are doing the things that are conducive to recovery for both our husband and ourselves. Now, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to run out and check into treatment center, but there are things that you can do that can make things easier or more difficult for him, right? So some of the things that you can do to help in the long run would be things like not rescuing him from every situation, aka codependency, getting him out of trouble, calling in for him at work, making excuses for him when he's too drunk to go places. These behaviors basically continue or keep them in the path of addiction or in the throes of addiction because they're not experiencing any of the natural consequences that would normally occur because we're stepping in between them and their consequences and making it easier for them to continue being addicted. So even though when you stop being codependent, it doesn't magically mean that the next day your husband is going to check himself in a treatment. It does set yourself, set things up for more likely success. Some of the things that you can do to help yourself and the rest of the family are things like detachment. So not being addicted to his addiction, not being obsessed with his addiction, not having his addiction become an idol in your life and have it affect every other part of your life. For me, it affected how I was performing at my job. It affected how I was parenting. It affected the fact that I was not taking care of myself when I started having physical issues. Something that I could do would have been to do a better job of detaching from his addiction so that I could do a better job at all of those other things as well. So I want you to see here that when people say there's nothing you can do, I know I even had somebody leave a review for the podcast that just said, I'm thankful to hear somebody say something other than that, because it does make you feel really hopeless. When you feel like you don't have any other option, but to just sit and wait in this misery, it, it's just like I said, you just don't have any hope. You just don't. You just are in despair and you don't know, you know, what the heck? When is relief going to come? Is it even going to come ever? So I don't want you being in that mindset because there are things that you can do to help both your husband 
and yourself, and then in turn, your family too, your kids, etc., whoever else is being affected by this. So know that that's what I mean by there's things that you can do. You still can't cure it. You still didn't cause it. You absolutely should not have any guilt around if you have or have not done these things in the past. Because at the end of the day, just like I said, if somebody with diabetes wants to go find unhealthy food, they will. It's ultimately up to them what they put into their body, right? Same exact thing with our addicted husbands. It is ultimately up to them. So I hope that makes some sense to you. And I hope that makes you feel relieved. So I did want to reiterate that these are the types of things that we will work through in the membership that I announced on the last episode. It's called the Secret Sisters Circle. If you missed the information on that, please go back and listen to that because I went through a lot more detail. But today I just wanted to let you know a couple of things. First of all, the founding member opportunity and pricing goes away on Wednesday or when we get a certain number of founding members because I'm trying to keep this initial group small. Um, but whichever comes first. So if you want to get in on that, please do it ASAP. Now I want to talk to you for a second what we're actually going to do in the membership because I talked to you about like how it came about and the premise of it and, you know, kind of the overview. But right now I want to get a little bit more into the nitty gritty. So basically the whole membership is based on what I am calling my four-step renewal method, which is 100% biblical in nature. I created this membership idea with God's help. He's had his hand all over this. He has given me the idea. He's given me this four-step renewal method. It's all based on what it says in his word and how we can get victory over these things in our life. But I want to go through this these four steps real quick with you. So the first step is renewal of mind. And with the renewal of mind um, step, we're basically going to learn how you can recognize the changes that you need to make in your own situation. So in your particular life, with your particular set of circumstances, because everybody's journey through this is different, what are the changes that you in particular need to make? And I'll also help you learn how you can harness the power of renewing your mind, which it does speak about in the Bible, to do things like detaching. Um, getting freedom from codependency, the control, the trying to fix things, overcoming worry, stress, anxiety, all those things that just really make us feel like we are just spiraling into hopelessness and just can't get free from the uh, uh, being addicted to the addiction. And you've probably heard me talk about the reference or the um, making the correlation between what that feels like and being tied to a reckless car. You're just tied to a reckless car that's just out of control, and you're just constantly bracing for the next impact. It's no way to live. So we're going to work through some of that stuff in the renewal of mind step. The next step is renewal of relationship. There's a couple of relationships I'm talking about here. The first is your relationship with your husband. So I'm going to teach you how to change that relationship for the better. And the second is your relationship with his addiction. So this is where we'll get into things like boundaries, how to set healthy boundaries. What does that look like? What should that look like for you specifically? Um, the disease of alcoholism, because that was a huge one for me when I started learning more about what was going on with my husband, physiologically, mentally, physically, what the addiction was actually doing to him. It helped change my relationship towards him and with him. Uh, things like family dynamics. Uh, if you have children, 
in the mix here. We'll talk about that relationship as well. Um, and how, what's the best way to handle it when all of this is happening around them. Um, healthy communication about expectations, about their addiction, things like that. Dealing with toxic behavior. So what is okay? What's not okay? What do you do if things that are not okay are happening? Things like that. So that's all in the renewal of relationship. And these these examples that I'm giving, if things are going to work through, uh, it's going to be over the course of you know, the membership. This isn't everything. You don't have all of this stuff when you first come in. It's not going to be like that. It's, it's meant to not overwhelm you. We're going to do a little bit of an assessment when you first come into the membership so I can see exactly where you're at. And then you're just going to have a couple of things to work on at a time, depending on where you are. Um, so I want to make sure you understand this isn't like everything coming at you at once, I promise. Um, the next one is re renewal of spirit. This one is super, super important. So in this one, we're going to strengthen our relationship with the Lord. We're going to learn to lean on him. We're going to learn how to truly let go and let God. We're going to learn how to trust. We're going to increase our faith, all of those things. So in this particular step, we're going to be talking about things like finding the balance between faith and works. So where do you draw the line between your part in this and, you know, the, the things that I just talked about, the things that you actually can be doing and what, and the things you need to turn over to God. Like, how do you make that differentiation? Um, how to trust God through the hard things, secrecy and loneliness. That's a big part of it too. Forgiveness, how to release anger and bitterness, how to make God led decisions. This one is huge, especially if you don't know what to do in your relationship and you're not sure what the future is going to look like that can really be helpful. Um, how to put on the armor of God for spiritual battle. This is spiritual battle that we're in. This is absolutely 1 million percent spiritual battle. So how can we put on the armor of God like it talks about in the Bible and use all of those things to our benefit in, the, in this specific situation? And then lastly, step four is renewal of self. And this is where you're really going to learn to live your life again to live your life again. And we talked about this in the last podcast and I got emotional because I remember what it felt like to lose myself in the middle of this. And it was not fun. It's very, extremely difficult. So when we work on renewal of self, we're going to help you find yourself again. We're gonna help you move forward with your plans, your hopes, your dreams. We're gonna help you figure out how to craft your future, um, how to take care of yourself and, you know, self-care is a term that's thrown around, but I prefer to work on soul care. So how can we really nourish ourselves from the inside out? We also will work on how to take care of our physical bodies, uh, how to celebrate ourselves, all of that goodness. So those are the four steps. It's, or the four, um, yeah, steps of renewal, I guess it is. And they just really, it's, it's a holistic approach to getting you back where you need to be, getting you back on your feet and just making you feel like there's hope again and having peace in your life and joy even. So renewal of mind, renewal of relationship, renewal of spirit, and renewal of self. Those are all the things that we're going to be working through in the membership. So again, I would love to have you join me if you want to get in as a founding member. You got a couple more days. Uh, it is going to be only $20 a month to get in as a founding member. The price will never again be this low. So please, if this is resonating with you while you're thinking about it right now, <laughs> please uh, shoot me an email at julie at marriedtoaddiction.com. If it's easier for you, you can also... 
uh, DM me on Facebook through my page, Married to Addiction, through Instagram, DM me also, Married to Addiction there as well. Anyway, you want to get a hold of me, just please do so within the next couple of days if you want to be a part of this uh, founding member group for the new Secret Sisters Circle membership. So I hope that that gave you a little bit of clarity today that there actually are some things you can do. There's actually a lot of things you can do. So don't just feel like you're at the mercy of just sitting around in agony, watching the clock, just waiting for your husband to go to treatment. Because there's a lot of other things that you can do in the meantime to help both him and yourself and the rest of your family that's being affected by this as well. So I hope that's been helpful for you. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second to thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Married to Addiction podcast. I really hope that it's blessing you. If you are enjoying the podcast, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you go and leave either a rating, a review, or maybe even both on your favorite podcast platform so that other people can find the podcast? When a podcast is new, a lot of times the ratings and reviews is what helps push it out to more people. And I would love to get this out to as many of us secret sisters as possible. And you could definitely help me with that by going and leaving a rating or review. Thank you so much for your help with this. And thanks again for listening.